Good morning. My name is Stephen Roman. I'm the president and CEO of Global Atomic, and uh, lovely to be here with you, Matthew. Well, <laughs> Sunny Cape Town. It's good to see you. You know, it's, 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 it's nice to get out and about, and you're out and about in the continent of Africa. Uh, so down here in Cape Town at the moment, um, you're here to see a few people. Um, how's the conference been? Conference has been jammed. Um, it's a zoo I, out there. It's a zoo. It's like over 8,000 people here at the conference. We've had some back-to-back meetings. Yeah. And I just got back from Niger, so effectively I've been there in yep. the last two weeks. Yep. Finished my my trip in Niger and came to Cape Town. So uh, I've been on the road here for a month. Yeah, and it's been very productive. Taking care of business in Niger. Absolutely. Taking care of business down here. Okay. Um, so I'm sure you're meeting all the usual suspects, and you know, and, and I think a lot of the ministers are down here as well, aren't they, from the various governments uh, as well. So real business happens down here in in, in Cape Town for sure. Absolutely. Um, I think we can talk about the macro, but I think it's kind of been done to death. We know it's fantastic, um, and, and we did that at the end. I'm interested in operations. What's happening on the ground with you guys at the moment? Okay, uh, well, that's a good point. Uh, I was underground last week, so we're down at the ore zone. I actually saw the ore, and uh, it's looking good. The ramp is, we're probably 800 meters now, um, and um, starting to uh, develop on ore so that that process is going very well we've got a 275 people on site right now we've got a, a big camp expansion happening so in the next uh, few months we'll have that probably up to about 500 people okay uh earthworks uh, we're just letting the contract on that so we're going to start that here in the, probably the next few weeks as soon as all the equipment arrives and so that's the first phase of getting the, the plant built is get the earthworks done here over the next few months and then the civils come in. So right. civil contracts now are under a review for award. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, long lead items have all been ordered. They're in fabrication right now. So I would say probably by Q4, you're gonna start having the equipment arriving for the plant. Okay. So by then you'll have earthworks done, civils done um and the plant materials arriving so right and of course during the build-out process uh the the employment will go up to probably in the neighborhood of seven to eight hundred people there on site so it's it's a big big project uh, definitely the biggest one ongoing in niger right now yeah. uh, it's uh it's got to very high visibility uh, both on the side of the Niger government, but also other players like uh, the U.S. government. Of course, it's got a big interest in Niger. Uh, I had a very good meeting with the new U.S. ambassador there, yeah. Kathleen Fitzgibbon, and uh, she's very excited about the project. Of course, we're getting financing from the U.S. as well as Canada, and that project now uh, is... Uh, expected to go to credit committee this month. We were talking about January, but it's probably going to be February going to credit committee and then uh, final board approval right. in probably April. And what, what, sort of, what sort of credit are we talking about? This is Value. the 60-40 debt equity okay. deal. Okay. So, uh, you know, we've been financing everything with equity at the moment. Uh, so our, our component will be 40% of the project. Let's say round numbers, 400 million U.S. Yeah. projects. That includes your working capital, interest that the banks charge, 
cost overrun facility, the whole thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we have to pay, of course, uh, 40% of that, and the banks so, pay 60%. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into the, the, the weeds here a bit, because you've, <coughs> share price being erratic, because- Volatile, you, volatile. Vol <laughs> okay, erratic. volatile. It's semantics, but uh, yes. Um, you've had everything thrown at you, force mayor and man-made. We've had earthquakes, we had coups, and you are getting away. What, what I've just heard from you, this is real. You, you, this is happening on the ground. We have 270 plus people moving up to 500, moving up to 800. It, it's real, you're getting on with it, okay? So I, I think, and it's kind of refreshing after talking to lots of exploration companies all the time, especially the new ones who are just starting out on a journey um, to kind of feel that something's actually getting built, right? But what I want to know is that e how it gets over the line, okay? Because I know what you're doing. You've talked, talked about the civils coming in, et cetera. But it needs money to do that. So with the cost, and that's been a journey for you because of all the things thrown at, thrown at you from the side, um, curveballs. You've raised a, a bunch of money now. You talking about the credit facility, which is great. You are going to need to raise this in a 40% contribution in some way, shape, or form. Can we talk about the mix there, what's available to you? Does Turkey help contribute towards that anytime soon, either by selling that for, for, for selling that annuity stream or cash coming on, or do we need to just look at the equities market? And how simple is it or how complicated is it? Um, so what I've obviously been preaching over the last couple of years is that we try to keep dilution to a minimum. Yeah. And that's still the, the mantra we have. Mm. So, uh, you know, we've got three contracts now with big utilities. We have a number of others in the wings that we're working with right now. We still have prepayment options on the table. Okay. So I've received a couple of those. Sometimes the terms are a little bit onerous. Uh, we don't want to do things with onerous terms. So... You know, we're, we're working on, on that angle still with a couple of groups that are interested in that. Of course, with the uranium market very tight, uh, there's new players in that space, and there's even financial players that yeah. just want to secure some supply. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it sort of broadened the, the market a little bit for prepayments. You don't have to always get them from a utility. Sometimes you get them from other players. Yeah. So, you know, these are things that we're looking at. We'd like to keep the dilution to a minimum, but I'll, I'll tell you that even with that uh, capital requirement that we have, we've already spent at least half of that. Yeah. So I still think that not the delta that we have to cover is going to be in the 50 to 75 million U.S. Okay. range, okay. which if you get a couple of prepayments for 25 million each, yeah, uh, there's 50 million that you don't have to raise in the market. Yeah. So you know what? We're still moving forward. We got a bunch of catalysts here. We'd like to get over the line. So one of them, and it's very important, is the updated feasibility study. So that should be coming out this month, mm -hmm. in February. Okay. Um, and of course, that includes all the drilling that we did, 16,000 meters. Yeah. That's going to, uh, of course, increase uh, the mine life mm -hmm. and uh, have an impact on the overall NPV and IRR. Okay. Of course, uh, 
when we did our feasibility that came out in 2021, we were using $35 a pound. Yeah. So now, of course, we've upped that price because 35 is not, not realistic anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, our contracts are obviously well above that. And so we're going to use a different number for yeah. the new feasibility, but also include uh, an upgraded mineable yeah. reserve. See I, see, I don't think people mind, well, I hope, if they're, if they're anyway intelligent, shouldn't mind about whether the, the, the costs have gone up. Of course they have. It's a new reality in mining. It's the margin. It's about how much money you make. And obviously, in a very tight market and tightening market, and we'll come on to this in a second in terms of who gets into production, where the hell this supply is coming from, um, that, that margin and that gap between what it costs and what you're going to get is going to increase. We've not seen term contracts catch up with spot. People are getting excited no. about spot. Right. And if you are a kind of company um, that wants to just sell it in the spot market, well, that, that's great. Maybe some lessons to be learned from the previous cycle, but maybe people feeling a bit braver now because it's a slightly different market. Um, with the contracts that you were looking at, I mean, they've obviously got, they've kind of got bells and whistles attached to them in terms of the flexibility there. It doesn't, will it restrict or how much does it restrict your ability to make that margin as the price goes up? Okay, so that's a good question. Uh, the first point is that we had to get a minimum amount contract to, to keep the banks happy. Yep. Because they have to know they're going to get their money back. So the first two contracts are a blended price. Uh -huh. Base case, midterm, long term. So uh, right now, they'd probably be close to the $80 range. Uh, the last contract is floating. Okay. So it'll, it'll capture spot. Okay. So the idea is in a, in a balanced portfolio of, of uranium sales, yeah. you want to have a little bit of a mix. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you, you don't get caught off guard. Right, okay. So that's, that's what we've been working on. That's our strategy is to have a blended portfolio. Right, okay. And, and then when you kind of layer in the kind of forward sale component. That's it. I'd say it is, because it's a much more dynamic space, the forward sale thing. I think, you know, perhaps it was a buyer's market and now it's, I think, very much a seller's market. In the context of what we just, just mentioned, alluded to, was the fact that there ain't too many new producers coming online anytime soon. You seem to be the most advanced. You, you, that you're doing the earthworks, you're getting the civils, you've got people on the ground. Does that help you in your discussion, the fact that... Well, I'll tell you that we're, we're, we are the only Greenfields uranium project right now in the world. Mm. Um, one. I love it. One, yeah. The, the others are, are restarts typically, uh, yeah. which, is, which is fine. I mean, but even you know, they're the, having problems, right? Sure. Well, there's big problems because for plus one decade, uh, you know, nobody was in the uranium space. A lot of talent has gotten old and left the business. Mm. And there's just no people and no expertise. Mm. So, you know, people have asked Chemical, why don't you expand your production? You've got lots of uranium. They said, well, we can't. Yeah. We don't have anybody to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's just a shortage. Yeah. So that's the other thing that's a benefit of us is we've got a full operating team. Yeah, and I it's mean, different mining as well. We need to point that out. Well, it's underground mining. It's yeah. the same as what Colmanac was doing north of us. So yeah. we have a lot of expertise from there. And of course, we've done a broad range uh, recruitment plan in Niger. And we also now are establishing a mining school in Agadez. So we'll be training young people 
yeah. that they'd like to be in the mining well, space. Well, you also, I think, benefited from the fact that the French have been thrown out of country and people like well, Iran. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's be candid. Uh, there's a lot of people with a lot of skills. There are a lot of people in... with a lot of skills because Niger was the fifth largest producer and they've been mining uranium for 50 years. Right. Generational experience. Yes, yes right. exactly. Okay. So, um, like I say, the, the fact that this is the only greenfield site, new greenfield site in the world at the moment, it, it puts you in quite a strong position because it's clear that you're going to be nearer to producing at the time when people are running out of the stuff. US utilities mooted to have about two years worth of inventory across the board, right? Some will have more, some will have less, et cetera. Uh, Europeans, maybe slightly, slightly more. So for the North American market, which I, I suspect they'll be looking to you and saying, well, hang on, we're all in it together. We're, we're your neighbors. Um, they are doing what they've, they, you talked about the kind of, the um, fact you've met, met the US um, ambassador. ambassador. Uh, in country, um, are they siding up to you? Are they making other plans in country? Because I, it's kind of a very fluid situation at the moment with the government. No, no, no. I think I think. Well, first of all, uh, Niger is is viewed as a a good, um, let's say, central location, right, for America to have a some sort of foothold in Africa. Well, they got an army base. There is a base there, right. Uh, but uh, they're very supportive of the project, and they're 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 talking to the government about the fact that listen, you you want to attract foreign investment. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need foreign investment in the country. Here's a big project. We're backing the project. Right. You need to back the project, and of course they have. They are backing the project. Yeah. From a point of view of you know, it's business as usual for us there. We've got lots of. I mean. 98% of our workforce are all local people. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a huge employer. And, yeah. And, uh, Business know, as usual is a good phrase to yeah. discuss because obviously off the back of the coup, it seems so long ago now. And, and I know I've always been, as, as a, and I've worked in countries when there have been coups. I think it's a sort of, for me, I always kind of view it as a sort of transition of government. You know, either people, That's people, exactly people what have it spoken, is. right? And, and like, I mean, over 80 since the 1950s, like it, it's, a thing that happens. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily good or understood by democratic societies, but um, it is. It does the best. The country does carry on. Country so, has so, to carry right? on. You've got almost 30 million people there. Right. So what? What? When you say business as usual, is it carrying on? How has it affected your business? Well, uh, right after the coup, we sort of went on a a hold mode because all the borders were shut. Yeah. So then when they reopened the borders, uh, particularly with Togo and Burkina Faso mm -hmm. that supported Niger, um, all of the goods now have moved from Cote New Benin yeah. to Lome, okay. Togo, Burkina Faso. So now, just different routes needed to be established. Different routes. Okay, okay. Now the, the, the issue there is that it takes longer. Uh, so we, you know, it was a very well-established route to, through Benin and to, to the port of Cotonou. You is, could, that, is that border still shut? The border's still shut. Yes, with Benin. Right, because not they, with Burkina. They sided with the French. <clears throat> they sided with the French. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Holding grudges. Yeah. So I don't know when that border will reopen. Obviously, that's going to uh, depend on what the internal politics uh, dictate. Uh. 
However, um, we restarted on the 1st of December, all our operations, uh -huh. and we're in full mining mode there at the moment. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So um, it, it always sorts itself out. You know, as, as Elon Musk says, the, the molecules move different ways that kind of end up where they need to be. Some are more efficient than others. I like so, that molecules moving. Right. He's a smart man. <laughs> um, I'm much quoted. Um, okay. So, so what I'm hearing is that it is business as usual, taking slightly longer to kind of get stuff to you. But once the process starts, then you're kind of, the timelines have adjusted slightly, but you are carrying on with the operational build out. Yes. Um, the funding is something that obviously you were thinking about every day. And I think the market is moving in your favor every day as the market gets tighter and tighter and supply, people are questioning where the heck it comes from. Um, and that you are, as we've always said, you know, the first cab off the rank when it comes to that new, new production as well. Is there any, anything else that you, you guys are sort of wrestling with at the moment, or do you feel a, you know, a bit more in control now that they kind of, the coup components over, Turkey's maybe starting to Well, Turkey, move again. Uh, of course, last year was a bad year because yeah. we had two earthquakes and many of the steel mills were shut down. So we, yeah. we probably put through 50% uh, of what right. we normally would put through. Yeah. Um, Q4 and right through till now, we're running full. Yeah. So I think most of the mills are back up, maybe not up to 80% capacity yet, right. but 2024 should be a profitable year in Turkey for us. Okay. Um, you know, the biggest issue in, in Niger that I feel uh, we have to deal with are logistics. Okay. Just moving materials when you're building a plant and getting all that stuff on time at the site. But there's a business issues, right? Yeah, I, I'm comfortable those with that. Those are business issues. That's and fine. those are logistics issues, and we are working those out. Yeah. So I, I'm fine with that. And, you know, because it's, and it times money and all of that, but it ain't force majeure and it ain't people going to war. No. Like things that are, stop businesses and, and their tracks. This is just a, right, we need to reorganize and rethink of the logistics for now. And hopefully things revert back to the original plan because it's slightly more efficient. That's not a problem for me into a kind of first mover advantage situation for you guys, you know, which is where we always thought you would be. Um, so, that, yeah, so it, it's tough mining, isn't it? Mining is very tough and it takes a long time. And I think that's what politicians don't realize is yeah. that, you know, they want to green the planet and have all these grandiose ideas. Yeah. But how do you get there? And nobody's thought about it. Yeah. Like, I've been in Niger now almost 20 years. Yeah. We discovered DASA in 2010. Yeah. It's now 2024. Yeah. We've gone through difficult periods post-Fukushima. We kept the whole thing going. Well, there's 10 years right there in the back, wasn't that's, it? That's stop it. everything for 10, 10 years. years. Like, but, but we kept it going yeah. to the point where we are now. So, you know what? We've lived through some pretty rough times here, and uh, I'm not saying it's gotten any easier, mm. But for people out there, they need to realize the, you know, the the investor, the public, yeah, uh, just get a sense of reality. It is how long it takes to bring on yeah. new production of, of of any metal. Yeah, and of course now there's a requirement for many metals. Yeah, and it's just not going to happen. I, I, I like that, and I think people are starting to get that dose of reality, and it's always something that we've 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 strived for people to just be, like be 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 real. You know this. It's fine being a gold bull or a silver bull or uranium bull, but 
there's a reality to doing business and mining's tough at the best of times and there's lots of hurdles to get over and lots of fires to put out every single single day but and, and what we've seen recently which i think kind of rammed that home is when you've got someone like kazatom prom who's saying well actually guys we're going to be about nine million pounds short of what we thought we were in 2024 sorry about that that's the world's number one producer of uranium saying actually we're hitting some technical issues here we've had line of sight to all of this sort of stuff but there's nothing we can do about it right and the same with kamika as well they're saying well actually this restart i think a little bit harder and a little bit longer um to do so goodness know only knows what's going to happen with some of these new wannabe producers especially in canada especially in the us where we're talking half a million you know lots of little half million pound pieces of production here and you guys are what out of the gates four and a half four and a half, and a half. so way more than the whole of the north american production anytime soon it, it just kind of shows the context of how much more uranium i want all the uranium projects to work because we're going to need all of the uranium we will so, this is why I've never sided with one company or t'other, but I just recognize, and I hope people recognize, that it's going to take a lot longer than you think. Yeah, well, the great thing is is that uh, the world, I think, has finally adopted nuclear power. It's great so news. It's, it's definitely, we're into a different era here, I think, uh, with small modular reactors. There's hundreds of orders for SMRs now. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a decision on which technology will be the lead, and there'll probably be a few companies that are going to be supplying these. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the it's great that we're going that way to have clean, reliable power. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you need fuel. And everybody forgot about the fuel side of the equation. It's so, okay. I've, we've solved it. I saw something the other day, which was just brilliant. So, it was a kind of uh, a lay-by. Had two electric chargers for electric cars. <laughs> Bring your Tesla here and a big kind of sea container device where the power came out of. Um, <laughs> middle of no Powered by a diesel generator. <laughs> so right there, folks. That could be your only challenge, I think, in the next few years. <laughs> These electric charging points powered by diesel fuel. Green all the way. I know, it's too funny, isn't it? It is funny. It is funny. What it is are we funny. doing out there, folks? Just because you call it green doesn't make it green. Nicholas, the way forward. Um, good to see you, mate. Uh, enjoy yourself you. the rest of the trip. Thank you. Um, you're cracking on. It's good to, good to see. We're cracking on, and uh, we have uh, first shipments of yellow cake uh, scheduled to go out in Q1 of 2026. Now, we've told the market we're 6 to 12 months delayed. We want to keep onto that schedule. Yep. The utilities are on side. Okay. So we're supposed to start shipping early 26.